Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Jason Dedeker teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So I'm not even going to ask how y'all are doing today because it's Jason's birthday. Big old shout out. It's not going to be when you listen to this, but it is on this day in which we are recording. So happy birthday, right. Jace. You have to tune in live if you want to actually experience my birthday. That's I feel like we have a bigger here. we have a bigger audience today because uh, of your birthday. I think that yeah, that's people why they're showed here. up for you. I know Aww. it's really Aww. lovely. Aww. Aww. Thanks, what have everybody. you learned? What have you learned, Jason? Your many years of life. Any wisdom that you can drop on us right now? Oh gosh, I think the biggest thing that I've learned in the past thirty-eight years See, is everyone thirty-eight. Can you can. <laughs> No, he's lying, right? He must be lying. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I would say the main thing I've learned is that I don't, I don't know nothing. Oh, <laughs> that's really, yeah. all I know is that I don't know nothing. Um, that's you know, that's kind of the deal, really. What um, have you learned about the Bible in your thirty-eight years? It's funny. I think that I probably have learned more about the Bible in the last year and a half of doing this show than I learned in the preceding 36 and a half years of my life. So I think that's really 36, 37. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm starting to get a little bit dodgy, Jace, because you just mentioned 36 half years of your life. Like, I feel like things are I not said, adding up. I subtracted the year and a half of doing the show. Oh, the, the preceding See. I thought I was the one who'd been drinking too much because it was my birthday, but I can still do math. <laughs> well done. So it's all right. Wow. I just didn't know where you, where you were going with that. Yeah. This is very exciting on this momentous day. Uh, and we, I, I forgot like how to do this show and what the heck happened. Something about Bathsheba. Did she yes. have a kid yet? She had a couple she, of kids. Yeah. Okay. But the big, of, the big kid, the big deal kid, Solomon. Uh, yes. Do you remember what happened, though, to the kid before that? It died. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, I don't know. Because God made made that happen. There you go. It was definitely, yeah, yeah, God did something, but I'm not quite sure why. It was part of his punishment of David, for David. Of course, and of course, it was her, it was she who has to, like, have that punishment happen to her not necessarily david specifically although right. i guess well it was david's kid too but still it was both of their kid but yes she did have to share in his punishment for no good reason yeah but i feel so, like yeah. that's happened before yeah it's like yeah you're you're some so-and-so's wife too bad you're the one who's gonna die for this thing and then we also had that really messed up story about tamar if you remember yes. that yeah about Tamar's like half brother trying to seduce her oh, and basically yeah, raping ick. her, okay. but then his half brother then went and killed him. Um, okay. And then David was like, "Phew, good thing that that's all taken care of." 
Yeah. Well, okay. actually, where we left off, though, is that, da- like, so the son that killed the other son, his half-brother, um, the one who did that, he then, like, ran away and is in hiding. Okay. And so that's kind of where we left off. I think that story might not be finished yet. Okay. In terms of, of David's relationship with that son that killed the other son. So anyway, just just so we're kind of there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. Well, on this birthday day, what are you drinking? Well, we're, oh, yeah, Jason and I are both drinking the same thing. I went and got a nice bottle of Joel Gott Red Blend Ooh. wine. That's quite lovely. Yeah, Joel Gott's good. Wait, wait, where is it from? Is it a California red? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's from Sonoma. Yeah, Joel Gott is... Um, the winery out in Sonoma is quite nice. Every year in the summer, they do this Cabernet cook-off. Oh. It's just like lovely that I've been to many times. Not but it's probably summer. not going to happen uh, this summer. Um, not so, this summer. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to recreate the Cabernet cook-off, just grab some of their Cabernet and cook whatever the heck you want with it. Huh. Yeah. Using it to cook or just having it alongside whatever you cook? Ideally so. using it to cook. That was kind of the whole point of the, oh, really? the Cabernet cook-off. Yeah, as it used I their Cabernets to to make delicious things. I wouldn't really want to cook with a $20 bottle of wine, though. Yeah, I kind of thought table wine was, or, you know, whatever you call it, cooking wine was more of a cheaper situation. But if you're super fancy and you're going to make, like, a sauce that actually brings out the palate of the wine Mm, itself mm, without just destroying it, if you just had some freaking creativity with your cooking. Whoa, okay. (laughs) Wow. She's getting real intense here. Yeah, that wine's going right through her head. (laughs) I know. Well, that sounds lovely. I took a week off from like the hard cocktail and instead I'm doing wine as well. This is a lovely rosé from France. French rosé. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Indeed. That's awesome. Yeah. My other, the other alcohol that I'm drinking today uh, was that I got myself (laughs) a bottle of double fisting. Just double fisting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I finished. I finished my glass of that, but I may have another one later. We'll see. Um, but that's the Hibiki uh, Suntory Whiskey, which is the like nice whiskey from Lost in Translation. For, so relaxing, for relaxing times. Make, make it, it Suntory, Suntory time. time. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. What are we reading today? Second Samuel 14, 15, and 16. You can read along with us at drunkbiblestudy.com slash read. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, 2 Samuel 14. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. Joab sent to Tekoa and fetched there a wise woman and said to her, Please, act like a mourner and put on mourning clothing. Please, and don't anoint yourself with oil, but be as a woman who has a long time mourned for the dead. And go into the king. Yeah, who is Joab? (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. And Zeruiah? Oh, wait. Well, you no, know, no. He's the son of Zeruiah. We've Zeruiah? seen Joab before, though, right? Yeah. Probably. W- Wikipedia tells me that he's the son of Zeruiah, who is a sister of King David. And David made him captain of his army. 
So Joab cool. oh, right. is He was David's... the army captain. Yes, yes. I remember okay. this now. Yes. Wasn't Joab the one who went and killed uh, yes. the other guy? Uh, Abner, right? Abner, yeah. Or did, Abner? or did Abner... Yes, yes, Joab killed Abner. You're right. Yeah, after Abner tried to switch sides from Saul to David, and he came and Joab's like, we don't trust him, and then chased him to go kill him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, so... Right, and... Joab, who got rid of Uriah? Who's Uriah? Uriah was the husband of Bathsheba. Oh, oh right. yikes. Awkward. Yes, yes. He was the one who sent the message back, being like, we lost this battle, but if David gets upset, make sure you tell him, <laughs> oh, but Uriah died. <laughs> so Uriah's dead. We're fine. So. Okay. Okay. okay, it's all coming back. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, it's okay. a week. <laughs> I can't yeah. keep this in my head regardless, but a week like really, really <laughs> screws with me. Yeah. Okay, so he's saying to dress like you're mourning, but don't put oil on yourself. Be as if you've been mourning for a long time. And go into the king and speak on this manner to him. So Joab put the words into her mouth. When the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king, <laughs> she fell on her face to the ground. I think we should drink for falling on your face. Oh, that's, definitely. That's one we always good. love. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. it's, it's just such a funny visual. <laughs> it is. Okay, she fell on her face to the ground and did obeisance and said, Help, O king. The king said to her, What ails you? She answered, Of a truth, I am a widow, and my husband is dead. Your handmaid had two sons, and they two strove together in the field, and there was none to part them, but the one struck the other and killed him. Whoa. Sort of a Cain and Abel situation mm-hmm. there. Wait, who are they talking about? This, she, this, this is a made woman, up story. Yeah, this woman is telling this story that was put into her mouth by Joab. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Right, so Joab hired this local community theater actress <laughs> to, to do this role. Be like, okay, I know you're, you're oh, king. Thick, you're oh. right in the middle of rehearsals for Pippin, but please just, <laughs> right. just do this side gig really quick. I saw yeah. these two men together and they die okay <laughs> uh-huh cool okay so her her sons is what she means that, okay that she had two sons one killed the other also her husband's dead okay behold the whole family is risen against your handmaid and they say deliver him who struck his brother that we may kill him for the life of his brother for gosh that we may kill him for the life of his brother whom he killed and so destroy the air also. Thus will they quench my coal which is left, and will leave to my husband neither name nor remainder on the surface of the earth. All right. So she's That's making right. the, there's a lot to unpack here. So I don't she's know what's making happening. the case that like okay, one of my sons killed his brother, and now the community is calling for the murderer to also be murdered. But if I murder the murderer, then I won't have any sons. Because yeah, nobody left. There'll yes. be no one left. Quenching quench the coals was, was the word, yeah. the phrase that she used. Yep. Quenching okay. the coals. It does sound like a euphemism. <laughs> you <laughs> know, <laughs> kind of like we ran across grinding another man's grain in, mm, in the book yeah. of Job. Okay. Yeah. Got to quench your... It's like, I'm so hot. I need someone to quench my coals. There's a request yeah. in the chat to check what the message might say. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a good, sure. it's a good request. 
the whole, then the whole family ganged up against me and demanded, hand over this murderer so we can kill him for the life of the brother he murdered. They want to wipe out the air and snuff out the one spark of life left to me. And then there would be nothing left of my husband, not so much as a name on the face of the earth. Okay. Well, that's not exactly quenching your coals. Yeah. Not as good as quenching my coals. No. Okay. The king said to the woman, go to your house and I will give charge concerning you. The woman of Tekoa said to the king, My lord, O king, the iniquity be on me and on my father's house, and the king and his throne be guiltless. Okay. The king said, Whoever says anything to you, bring him to me, and he shall not touch you anymore. Okay. Then she said, Please let the king remember that Yahweh your God, or sorry, please let the king remember Yahweh your God, that the avenger of blood destroyed <gasps> not anymore. Jeremy Renner? Jeremy Renner. This Jeremy is Jeremy Renner's Renner. Back. Yep. Does oh, Jeremy wait, Renner he, just like make an appearance like all through the Bible? I, it, uh, we talked, I think we've talked about this before, but I have no memory of the avenger of blood being a thing whatsoever. <laughs> and I am loving this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's this recurring character. Yeah. He's just always in the background. Just yes. so many generations of Jeremy Renner just lurking, ready to avenge some blood. I feel like mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner is just like a, he is also like a demigod or something. So he just doesn't age. Mm, yeah. Or, or an angel or a spirit or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I like that. He's I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the question okay. is, is this, you know, someone in the chat asked, is this another setup like Nathan the prophet did with the story about the sheep and the lamb with David? I think so. It, it seems like, because the setup was that Joab wanted to know what David thinks about the situation with mm. his own son, I guess. Or oh, yeah, I'll like bet that. you that he's probably trying to set up that... A similar scenario. A similar, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Wow. A brother killing another. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so, uh, so he says, don't nobody mess with you. And then she says, please let the king remember Yahweh, your God, that the avenger of blood destroy not anymore, lest they destroy my son. He said, as Yahweh lives, there shall not one hair of your son fall to the earth. <laughs> I, I doubt that somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... a couple are going to fall to the earth. <laughs> right. David's promising cure for baldness. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Then the woman said, please let your handmaid speak a word to my lord, the king. Is she saying that she's the handmaid? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's just their way of like being humble in this yeah. book. Yeah. They've kind of adopted this thing of calling themselves your handmaid or your servant or, or whatever, even though they really just mean themselves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> she asked, so, okay, I think this is now the setup part, right? Where he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. No one's going to touch you. And she's like, so let me just say one more thing. He said, say on. <laughs> <laughs> the woman said, why then have you devised such a thing against the people of God? For in speaking this word, the king is as one who is guilty in that the king does not bring home again his banished one. For Who is she talking about? David's yeah. son who killed the other son. 
that raped for his raping Tamir Tamar. Yes. Yes. Okay. Ab- Absalom. Yes. Absalom. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really glad that the people in the chat know more about the smoke than we do, and they can <laughs> yeah. be like this guy, <laughs> that person. It's very helpful. Thank you. Okay, so I'm looking in the message here. Uh, Let the king invoke the name of God, said the woman. So this self-styled vigilante is what it says instead of the Avenger of Blood. So this self-styled vigilante won't ruin everything to say nothing of killing my son. Boy, message, really? Okay. Um, And then, okay, so then the woman says, Why then have you done this very thing against God's people? In his verdict, the king convicts himself by not bringing home his exiled son. So he's saying, if you think it's okay to protect this particular son of mine, then why are you not not? protecting your own son and letting him be exiled? Mm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For we must needs die. The message says that so because we all die sometimes. Wait, that, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we live and sometimes we die. Sometimes we die. Yeah, we all die sometime. I just put the S on the end. So there. amazing right. that how how the S changes the nuance of that. It does <laughs> really, really does. Okay, for we must needs die, and are as water split on the ground which can't be gathered up again. Mm. Neither does God take away life, but devises means that he who is banished not be an outcast from him. Now, therefore, seeing that I have come to speak this word to my Lord, the King, it is because the people have made me afraid. And your handmaid said, I will now speak to the King. It may be that the King will perform the request of his servant. For the king will hear to deliver his servant out of the hand of the man who would destroy me and my son together out of the inheritance of God. She's like recapping the whole story that just happened. Well, we we haven't had that in a while, so we needed it. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. They're like, I know y'all zoned out for that one. So here's what (laughs) happened. Yeah. Then your handmaid said, please let the word of my Lord, the king be comfortable for as an angel of God. So is my Lord, the King, to discern good and bad, and Yahweh your God be with you. We do I need to we do, do need to drink that. for recapping and repetition. We as, do, oh, yeah. even though no yeah. idea what just happened. Then the king answered the woman, "Please don't hide anything from me that I shall ask you." The woman said, "Let my Lord the King now speak." The king said. Is the hand of Joab with you in all this? Uh, he knows. He knows. Job, Job was the one who sent this lady, who hired this yeah, community I know. theater actor. But who is he? He's the captain. The commander of the yeah. army. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So David is okay. keen. He is like, mm, yeah. I'm catching yeah. on here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a clever boy. Is the hand of Joab with you in all this? She's like, mm. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> she's like uh, why didn't i take more improv classes <laughs> yeah the woman answered as your soul lives my lord the king none can turn to the right hand or to the left hand from anything that my lord the king has spoken for your servant joab he bade me and he put all these words in the mouth of your handmaid <laughs> oh she just broke she just yeah. broke. Yeah, well, terrible a, actor. Terrible. 
she's not in on it. She's just an actor. Been she was hired, hired for a job. Is, and the king's accusing you of lying. She's not going to get okay. like she's not going to get yep. paid for this. That's fair. You're exactly. like, "Oh, is it going to be 10 denarii or is it going to be my life?" And that makes sense. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I suppose yeah. you're right. Yeah. Boy, what Dedeker, that was a that was a deep future cut. Yeah, I know. I know. I want to drop in that people are uh, putting in the chat some casting candidates for Joab. Uh, Someone suggested Jonathan Banks, ironically enough, and Russell Crowe. I do really like Jonathan Banks, actually, as Joab. Joab. Have we not already cast him? Oh, no. Not Joab. No, I don't think so. No, I mean Jonathan Banks. We've talked about it in the past. He's come up as a candidate before, but... No, we we talked about casting Joab as the... um, you One of the Jonathan kings Banks? that David was pulling the wool over. Yeah, Jonathan Banks. But we were like, no, he, Jonathan Banks would never be tricked. He's always mm-hmm. one step ahead of everyone else. Okay. That's why we cast Lalo Salamanca instead. And, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Joab, not a bad not a bad choice, actually. We're just going to yeah. slowly cast the entire cast of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul into this I'm excited film. to do that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. don't. I see no problems with yeah. what you no. just said. So no. next okay. is going to be Bob Odenkirk and. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he'll be a good one. Giancarlo to cast somewhere. Esposito. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Like, we haven't put him anywhere. Yeah. Yes, we talked about casting him in something, but we didn't yet. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, he's on. He's on the list. He's yeah. on the list, though. Okay, definitely on the, on the short list of people to see for this movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gosh, where were we? Um. So yes, he put the words in the mouth of your handmaid to change the face of the matter has your servant joab done this thing and my lord is wise according to the wisdom of an angel of god to know all things that are in the earth she's really now she's to like, sucking up to him yeah please don't kill me you're, <laughs> you're so cool it was all joab please if i drop out of pippin now they're really not going to forgive me yeah <gasps> the king said to joab so he just i guess new scene later now he's talking Wait, to joab random okay The king said to Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore, bring the young man Absalom back. Joab fell to the ground on his face and did obeisance and blessed the king. Drink for face. Drink for faces. Oh yeah. Drink for falling on your face. All right. I've already blasted through my glass of wine. I I see that. I'm like, (laughs) Dedeker, you have two more chapters to get through. Calm down. (laughs) And Joab said... Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, my lord, king, and that the king has performed the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Gesher and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. The king said, Let him turn to his own house, but let him not see my face. I see Absalom now. Let him not see David's face or Absalom's like, don't let him see my face. No, the king is saying, "Don't let, let Absalom him, let him come back home, but don't let him see my face." So Absalom turned to his own house and didn't see the king's face. Cool, <laughs> right there for us. great. <laughs> <laughs> now, in all Israel, there was none to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. Oh, oh, oh! oh he takes after uh, David, I guess, because. David was a beautiful yeah, boy. Yeah, David. Yeah, that's oh. true. Mm-hmm. From the sole of his foot, even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to cast this boy eventually if he's a beautiful yeah. boy. Absalom. Yeah. When he cut the hair of his head, now it was at every year's end that he cut it. 
because it was heavy on him. Mm. Therefore, he cut it. I know all about that. That's why I got my hair cut. Yes. He weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels after right. the king's Okay. Weight. We got it. All right. Okay. I need a, a weight conversion right now. I need to know how much hair he okay. hacked off of his look, head. Look that up. Look that up. Wait, how much 200 <laughs> shekels is worth? Yeah. How heavy is 200 shekels? Probably fairly, fairly heavy. Five pounds. Weight of a shekel is 17 grams. So, so somebody said five pounds. Two hundred times for hair. Seventeen. That's okay. So that's three point four kilograms. So that's like six, six or seven pounds? pounds. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of hair. It's a lot of hair. Yeah. Wow. His hair by okay, itself so is not that heavy. So wait, hold on. He had that on his depends head. Depends on the hair. Did it was that at one time that he? accumulated six or seven pounds yeah, of hair that he cut the, off every year he would cut his hair and the hair he cut off weighed that much see so i feel like this could grows... be chris hemsworth have we oh, cast see, him yet because i just watched hamilton i was thinking of david diggs with his uh <gasps> oh, his luxurious oh, hair Love I, I think that's good he's also a beautiful right. boy he's and chris gorgeous. hemsworth was samson yes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's good okay all right Let's okay. let's pencil that in. Can yeah, pencil that, in three dicks. That on yeah. There? Yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, gosh, I keep losing my place because we're talking so much about all these things. Um, okay, so we didn't see the king's face. Um, he was so beautiful. He cut the hair of his head. Now it was at every year's end that he cut it because it was heavy on him, therefore he cut it. He weighed the hair of his head at two hundred shekels after the king's weight. Jeez. To Absalom there were born three sons. One daughter, whose name was Tamar. This is Tamar uh, Alpha. Junior? We had Tamar. This is the second Tamar. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We had Tamar 1, and then Tamar A, and this is Tamar He raped her, and then... No, no, the the rapist is dead. Killed by Absalom. Absalom killed, yes. Absalom is like in memoriam... I'm going to name he's you still tomorrow. alive. Yes. His sister in, is still alive. Because, in honor. In honor. Yeah. Cool. In yeah, honor of in my o- sister. In, yeah. Okay. I'm going to name her Tamar. Your, your name oh, after yeah. your auntie. Oh, I think I talked about this in the bonus episode. I was like, t- did, a different yeah. Tamar is coming. Yep. Here she is. Here she is. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. She was a woman of a beautiful face. Oh, geez, Absalom. it really runs in the family. Gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful very, people. Very attractive family here. Absalom lived two full years in Jerusalem, and he didn't see the king's face. Then Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king, but he would not come to him. And he sent again a second time, but he would not come. Therefore, he said to his servants, Behold, Joab's field is near mine, and he has, bar- and he has barley there. Not barely, barley. And he has barley there. Go and set it on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, I just, the Bible sometimes is just like a straight up acid trip. The way it's just like uh, zigging and zagging. Yeah. That's uh, surprising. Wait, who's barley? Who is setting whose barley on fire? Absalom, Absalom is setting Joab's on fire. Yes. Why? Why? Do you know why yet? <laughs> that's that's the question. <laughs> okay. That is the question. Let's see if it, we find out. 
Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom to his house and said to him, Why is Why my have field your servants on fire? Set my field on fire. Yeah, literally. That's What's it. happening here, man? <laughs> Why have your servants set my field on fire? Not Absalom, cool. Not cool. Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent to you saying, Come here that I may send you to the king to say, why am I come to Geshur? If it, 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 it were better for me to be there still. Now, therefore, let me see the king's face. And if there be iniquity <laughs> okay. in me, let him kill me. Okay, that's why. So he's just determined I, to see the king's face. And I guess Joab is instrumental in the in process of him happen. seeing the king's face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just... So wow. Joab's like... Okay. Uh, Sam, what's his name? Not Samuel. Absalom. No, the king. What David? Yo, David. <laughs> this guy's setting my crap on fire. Will you please, like, please just look do at something face. about it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So Joab came to the king and told him. And when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground. He didn't fall on it. He bowed himself on his face to the the ground before the king. And the king kissed Absalom. Hot. Aw. And end of chapter. Emily, it's his son. It's his son. We don't say hot about that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Crap. (laughs) I know you lost track. I thought he was just some random guy. <laughs> no, he was being very sweet. Uh, yeah, sweet. There we go. Sorry, that's sorry. that's nice. His very very beautiful son. I don't know what these people are. It's just like Joab, and then there's Absalom. I know who David is because we've been with him for two dang books at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's the end of my chapter. Wow. Okay. It happened after this that Absalom prepared him a chariot and horses and fifty men to run before him. Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> now, I don't know where this is going. I don't know this story at all. But just, he's like, mm-hmm, get me ready a chariot and, like, 50 dudes to just run in front of me. <laughs> in front of me. Like, that would be right. really scary it's to, gonna like, be all the like, people out there. It's going to be like Chariots of Fire, but I'm in an actual chariot. Yeah. 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 But... Right, and that's the question. Like, are, are the horses going slow, or did he have to recruit fifty very good runners? You mm. know, he's pulling together like his Olympic team. Definitely, right. <laughs> exactly. Definitely is. He's he's training them. It's like in the like Rocky montage. Like he's driving in the van while all his guys are running, and he's With like, a "You can do it. You got it." Pile of hair on his head, just blowing in the breeze. Well, you mm, cut yeah. some of it yeah. off. Right? I imagine Once it must year, grow though. very fast, though. Okay. Yeah. If he can depends. produce six pounds yeah. of hair in a year. It's, That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Absalom rode up or rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man had a suit which should come to him or which should come to the king for judgment, then Absalom called to them oh, and a said, suit. Like a legal suit. Oh, I was like, he's going to judge his outfit. <laughs> like We're on Project like Runway. Drag race. It's Absalom's Drag Race. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of love that. That's pretty great. That's what I wish it were. Yeah, so, okay. 
any man had a suit which should come to the king for judgment, then Absalom called to him and said, of what city are you? He said, your servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. Absalom said to him, behold, your matters are good and right, but there is no man deputized in the king to hear you. Absalom, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Maybe it'll make sense. Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were made judge in this land that every man who has any suit or cause might come to me and I would do him justice. All right. So Absalom's got his eyes on the prize of becoming a judge. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. That feels like a, like a downgrade. You're already a prince basically. Now, why would you want to take on judging responsibilities? Is he, he's not first in line though, is he? I don't think so. I mean, that's a great question. We have no idea the order of these sons, I guess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but I don't think he is the heir to the throne. But yeah, he's a prince. But maybe a judge is a good thing, or he just wants political power. Yeah. And as a prince, all you get is, you know, tabloids talking about who you're dating. You don't really get, like, political sway. No, yeah, that's true. Totally. Yeah, I I mean, he does get 50 people to run in front of him. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Right. I just looked this up in the message and uh so it's that situation you described where he'd like wait out front of the of the trials, you know, the courtroom and uh-huh. he'd go, "Look, you've got a strong case, but the king isn't going to listen to you." Then he'd say, "Why doesn't someone make me a judge for this country? Anybody with a case could bring it to me and I'd settle things fair and square." Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of pitching himself to to all <laughs> to the, who <laughs> to, to the fifty the, the fifty oily jocks that are running in front of him. It's like no, this guys, is to everyone guys. who comes to the courtroom. That too, he would stand out front and be like, "Sorry, it's all booked up, but vote for me at your next, you know, judge election." I just and- assumed, but I just assumed his fifty boys were always hanging out. That's his entourage. It's definitely his entourage. Yeah, That's they're cool. all behind him, being like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> There is hype men. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're he's, definitely. He's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so, okay. Of what city are you? Uh, wait, did I go there? Yeah. Yeah, you're past that. Okay. Uh, Absalom said to him, behold, your matters are good and right, but there is no man deputized of the king to hear you. Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were made a judge in this land that every man who has any suit or cause might come to me and I would do him justice. It was so that when any man came near him to do obeisance, obeisance, he put forth his hand and took hold of him and kissed him. Wow. In the manner, <laughs> in this manner, Absalom did to all Israel who came to the king for judgment. Jeez, so Absalom, somebody's, somebody's going to catch Mono sooner or later. Seriously, yeah, this wouldn't be happening right now by any means. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Okay, okay. Oh, he's kissing everyone. Wow. He's just so this good. is his platform. This is his platform for being elected yeah. judge. I'm just gonna like kiss everybody and be super sweet and friendly and personable, and they're just gonna love me. Well, and that they would come and try to do obeisance, and he'd be like, "Nah, nah, nah." Hold my hand. Let me kiss you, babe. We're cool. And they're like, wow, this guy really. Yeah, Daniel in the chat is pointing out it's more and more like drag race as we keep going. (laughs) Okay. Absalom's drag race. Uh, I like this a lot. Wow. Okay. Um, It happened at the end of 40 years that Absalom said to the king, please let. I know. 
and 40 years later. <laughs> the message and the NIV both say four years. Oh. But the Jewish Bible and the King James both say 40. Huh, so that's a apparently big this difference. is a contested, yeah, this is a hotly contested issue here. I feel like da- D- David, David. Four makes more sense. Yeah, I feel like David would be soups old after 40 years. And 40 years is a long time to be doing this campaign to try to become a judge. <laughs> a lot yeah, of I think he'd, he'd get over it, you know, yeah. at some point. Well, we'll go with what this says. It happened at the end of 40 years that Absalom said to the king, please let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed to Yahweh in Hebron. For your servant vowed a vow while I abode in Gesher in Syria, saying, if Yahweh shall indeed bring me again to Jerusalem, then I will serve Yahweh. The king said to him, go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Oh. Oh, wow. He's so sneaky. He's a very sneaky boy. Yeah. What's happening? Kind of a coup. A coup situation. Okay. But it seems like he's trying to do a nonviolent coup, but just sort of a coup of public opinion. On his dad, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So, right, so he left. He's like, hey, dad, the king, give me permission to go to Hebron because I made a vow there or something. And he goes. And dad's like, whatever, yeah, goodbye. And he sends spies back. And then when you hear the ram's horn, you're all going to shout in unison like a flash mob. (laughs) Absalom is king of in Hebron. And then everyone will be like, oh, so many people said it at once. I guess it must be true. (laughs) No denying it. No backseats. Okay. Yeah. With Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem who were invited and went in their simplicity and they didn't know anything. That's like they weren't in on it. Okay. Okay. Absalom sent. They they were idiots. They didn't know. (laughs) They didn't know anything. anything. Absalom sent for Athiopel fell. (laughs) Athiopel. Ah. Ahithophel. Sure. See, exactly. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the Gilonite, David's counselor from his city, even from Gilo, while he was offering the sacrifices. There's sacrifices going on, I guess. I think the, just the normal ritual sacrifices. Okay, you know, the normal everyday sacrifices. The yeah. conspiracy was strong, for the people mm. increased continually with Absalom. Hmm. So yeah, he keeps getting more and more supporters for his bid to be the king, I guess. Okay. Uh-oh. Um uh, the, Okay, there came a messenger to David saying, "The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom." David said to all of his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, "Arise and let us flee, for else none of us shall escape from Absalom. Make a sp- Uh, Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us quickly and bring down evil on us and strike the city with the edge of his sword. Wow. Okay, so it's like he's... What? He's not doing a nonviolent coup anymore. He's doing a potentially violent coup now. Or David thinks so. It's just interesting, though, that David 
hears like he's got all these supporters and david's like we're gonna run <laughs> we're <Bye-bye>. just, yeah <laughs> i i don't know i guess that's what he did with saul and it worked out that's so. true yeah. yeah the king's servants said to the king behold your servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king shall choose the king went forth and all his households after him the king left 10 women who were concubines oh. to keep oh. the house because oh. you know those women need to keep the house, okay? <laughs> Somebody's all got good to, and it's not going to be any of the dudes, I can tell no you that. No way. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Oh, wow. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> I just, it's so random that they, like, decide to put that in here, you know? I, I don't know. Wow. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. The king went forth, and all the people after him, and they stayed in Beth Merhack. <laughs> all his servants <laughs> passed on beside him, and all the Cherethites... And all the Pelethites, Pelethites, and all the Gittites, 600 men who came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then said the king to Ida, Ida, Idai, Idai the Gittite, Why go you also with us? Return and abide with the king, for you are a foreigner and also in exile. Return to your own place. Wait, hold on. Who is this person? I don't know. It's some just completely extra human this that person apparently we've not been is hanging out with David. It, what it, is it, happening? I don't it, know. Itai? 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 Itai. Itai. Okay. Maybe we need to look into Itai a little bit more Maybe in the write bonus that episode. Down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. It, I'm looking at the message here and it says, the king called out to Itai the Gittite. What are you doing here? Go back with King Absalom. You're even, a stranger here. Yeah, even David is like, who? I don't even know who you are. Get away. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I thought that like he was a friend of him, but then he was like, no, you don't belong here. You don't belong with us anymore. I don't know. Maybe not. So, okay. Yeah, yeah keep, keep going. I think he's still talking to him. Whereas you came but yesterday, should I this day make you go up and down with us, seeing I go where I may? Return you and take back your brothers. Mercy and truth be with you. Itai answered to answered the king and said, As Yahweh lives and as my lord the king lives, surely in what place my lord the king shall be, whether for death or for life, even there also will your servant be. This okay. guy showed up yesterday. Did I hear that correctly? That's kind of what I'm it sounded ass- like. I'm assuming that's metaphorical yesterday. Like you, you've only been here a little bit. Maybe it's literally yesterday. I just assume. You're the one who, you know, can't really do time periods very well, Jace. You're like, you know, the other day, like seven years ago. The other yeah. day. Yeah. He's like, didn't you show up just the other day? And he's yeah. like, that was like seven years ago. And he's like, yeah, the other day. Okay. That's, that's what I would do at least. Yeah. So David said to Ittai, go and pass over. Ittai the Gittite passed over. And all his men and all the little ones were with him. All the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king himself also packed, passed over the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. We get so, it. So David really is just like, we're, we're running away. Fleeing. We're, we're yeah. just going to go. Wow. We're passing over all this I'm stuff. I'm surprised. I guess he's over staying and fighting. He's decided that running is preferable at this point. Um. So, okay, the king said to Zadok, some other <laughs> random person, yeah, carry back the Ark of God into the mm. city, 
If I shall Mm. find favor in the eyes of Yahweh, he will bring me again and show me both it and his habitation. But if he says, thus, I have no delight in you. Behold, here I am. Let him do to me as seems good to him. (laughs) Okay, cool. The king also said also to Zadok, the priest. Okay, this guy's a priest. Thank you. Oh, okay, good. For letting us know. Uh, Aren't you a seer? Return into the city in peace and your two sons with you. Azimaz, Ahimaz, your son, (laughs) and and Jonathan, the son of Abithar. Oh, God, that's too many names. Yes, it is. so confused. Yeah, okay. So there's Jonathan the second, not related to Jonathan the first. Right, this is Jonathan... a uh, sure and there's right. Zima. A because he's the son of david and Z- jonathan one was the one that david was in love with yes correct that- yes okay right. emily this is your ridiculous naming convention you came with. <laughs> I, I don't know who we're talking about at this point yeah sure jonathan one is like jonathan prime jonathan yeah. prime is the one who was in love with david yeah. And this is Jonathan A, who yeah, I have exactly. no idea who he is. Not a clue. Just another Jonathan. He's, it says he's he the David's... son. No, it says he's the son of Abithar. Oh, okay. Ahimaz, okay. Ahima is your son, and Jonathan, the son of Abithar. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. All Be- right. Yeah. It's confusing. Yes. Behold, I will stay at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. Zadok, therefore, uh, and Abithar carried the Ark of God again to Jerusalem, and they abode there. Zadok, therefore, and Abithar yes. carried the Ark. Yeah, he was the ones he was talking to, and he told them, go take the Ark back into the city. Because okay. I guess it's outside of the city. I didn't realize it ever left. But, I mean, maybe they take I guess that they thing took on a road show or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming they had it with them. And then he's like, no, 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 actually bring that back in. Actually, there, that's going to kill everyone. You need to put that away. Put that away. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Okay. David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives and wept mm. as he went up and he had his head covered and, and went barefoot and all the people who are with him covered every man his head and they went up weeping uh, as they went up. Maybe, Everyone's maybe. crying on this olive mountain. <laughs> Yeah. And eating wow. olives. It's tasty, but <laughs> it's sad. And crying at the same it's tasty, time. but sad. Yeah. Okay. One told David saying, oh boy, uh, 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 Ithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. David oh, said, no. oh boy. David said, Yahweh, please turn the counsel of Ithophel into foolishness. It happened no. that when. Yes. Was this Aethophel with him? Yes. Yeah, he's with his group. He's with him and he's finding he is with the group. that there's a rat in the ranks. I see. Mm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. Um Yeah. So, okay, it happened that when David had come to the top of the ascent where God was worshipped, behold, Hushai the Archite came to meet him with his coat torn and earth on his head. 
<laughs> David said to him, if you pass on with me, then you will be a burden to me. But if you <laughs> like ret- This is a really embarrassing look. Yeah. But if you return to the city what? and tell Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in time past, so will I now be your servant? And then will you defeat for me the council of Aphithal? Okay. Oh, uh, so, okay. Uh, okay. Emily, the way- I feel like you've pronounced that name different every single time you've come across it. Aphithophel. This is what I think is happening. Okay. It's probably wrong, but this is my stab in the dark at what's happening. David finds out there's, he smells a rat. There's someone who's secretly with Absalom, who's a mole, maybe, or a spy. Uh Uh And he's like, hey, this guy, uh, what's his name? Hushai? Hushai? Ahithophel. No, Hushai. Ahithophel is the the conspirator. Okay. Hushai is the guy with the ripped coat and dirt. And the earth on his head. All over his head. And he's like, this is a bad look, but you go and claim to be loyal to Absalom, and then maybe we can balance out, and you'll be a spy on the other side. Yeah, and I think so. that's how we'll that's how we'll uh, deal okay. with this. Okay, I like yeah. that. Okay, thank so it's, you. It's, yeah. uh, they're thank setting you, up a spy versus spy situation. Okay, good yeah. job. Good job. He's but. the he's the Hercules Mulligan of this. Nice, mm-hmm. got it, got of, it. Of this Hamilton, he's going to tailor their pants <laughs> uh-huh. and get get intel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the British side, okay. Don't you have Zadok and Abithar the priests there with you? Therefore, it shall be that when, whatever thing you shall hear out of the king's house, you shall tell it to tell it to Zadok and Abithar the priests. Behold, they have there with them their two sons. Oh, he Azima. sent back multiple spies. Okay, so he's, okay. he sent back these priests, and he's kind of setting up so like to, to Hushai, like, the priest is your contact, essentially. Anything you hear in the king's house while you're a servant, you tell to them, and I'm assuming okay. and somehow that information will back get to back me. to David, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. Behold, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abithar's son. And by them you shall send to me everything that you shall hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. So and I that's guess it. all this happened before Absalom even came in to occupy the city, I guess. So David, like, as soon as he heard this was going to happen, fl- fled sent these spies back and then stayed fled when Absalom came in and took over, I guess. Does sure. That, does that track with how you interpreted what just happened? Yes. There is some intrigue here. I mean, curious to know how this is all going to play out this whole spy versus spy situation. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like so, this. It's good. Here's the deal. I really do need to get some more wine. Can someone talk about our Patreon and stuff? All right, I'm diving in to 2 Samuel chapter 16. When David was a little past the top of the ascent, behold, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him. Damn, with, you said that so well and thank easily. You. Been it's practicing, practicing yeah. on our time off. Cool. So, so Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan, the one who had leg problems. Jonathan Prime. Yes, Jonathan Prime. Okay. Okay. Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of donkeys saddled, and on them, 200 loaves of bread 
And uh, that seems like a lot. Oh, there's more. There's more. 200 loaves of bread and 100 clusters of raisins and 100 summer fruits and a bottle of wine. <laughs> I love how it's always like, and one bottle of wine. Not nearly like, enough wine. Jeez. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of when, uh, oh gosh, I Abigail, blanked on name already. Abigail brought Abigail. just two bottles of wine for 500 dudes. Yeah, seriously. Mm. Yeah. What do you think you summer get, fruits like, are? A thimble worse, worth of wine. Does the, uh, does the message make a choice of fruits? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> no, it just says 100 baskets of fresh fruit. Okay, all right. All right, uh, so maybe some NIV. baskets, some cornucopias variety of fruits the niv says 200 loaves of bread 100 cakes of raisins 100 cakes of figs and a skin of wine oh so they say figs specifically so hmm. niv chose figs yeah all right, all right okay the king said to ziba what do you mean by these <laughs> ziba what, said what's this <laughs> the donkeys are for the king's household to ride on and the bread and summer fruit for the young men to eat and the wine that such as are faint in the wilderness may drink. So it's a little bit of a, like a pick-me-up, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. If I were faint in the wilderness, wine is not what I would go for. I mean, but... if right. there was no water, if that was the only liquid being offered to me, I'd probably drink it. But not my first choice by any means. It would means. not be a thirst quencher by any means. No, no. The king said, where is your master's son? Zipa said to the king, Behold, he abides at Jerusalem, for he said, Today will the house of Israel restore me the kingdom of my father. I, I think he means Jonathan. Huh. I think Mephibosheth's cool. feeling like, like he's going to get his own. He's going to get his comeuppance here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then said the king to Zeba, Behold, all that pertains to Mephibosheth is yours. Zeba said, I do obeisance. Let me find favor in your sight, my lord, O king. Uh, okay, so just just to be clear here, <clears throat> am I getting the impression then that Mephibosheth, who is the the kid with the with the crippled legs, mm -hmm. who was Jonathan's son, grandson, mm -hmm. son, son, that he has sort of turned against David, but that his servant Ziba came. And so David's like, okay, Ziba, everything that he had that I gave to him, it's yours now. Screw that guy. That's what it sounds like, certainly. Huh. It does. Yeah. Okay. When King David came to Baharim, behold, a man of the family of the house of Saul came out, whose mm. name was Shimei, the son of... <laughs> <laughs> shimmy shimmy kogava the son of gera uh -huh. he came out and cursed still as he came he cast stones at david and at all the servants of king david and all oh, the gosh. people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left thus said shimmy when he cursed be gone be gone you man of blood and base fellow Yahweh has returned on you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And Yahweh has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son. And behold, you are taken in your own mischief because you are a man of blood. Mm. Okay, Oof. so so it's kind of yeah. like the people who are still loyal to Saul are now super excited or worked up because David's been dethroned in a in a in a fashion. Yeah, but it's also it's like, why do they think it's 
that the throne's being reclaimed for Saul when it's David's when it's abs- son. Is it just that it's not David? And I it's, guess, yeah. You know, it, it's just a two-party system, and so it really doesn't matter. It's just that you lost. Right, you know? I'm voting David for whoever and, is not David. Yeah, yeah. Okay. David and Jonathan had a son, and it's it's that guy. Which guy? No, I'm no, kidding. I thought that was I thought that was Mephibosheth, who oh, maybe it is. is on Saul's side. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> then said Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, to the king. Why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? Please let me go over and take off his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, hold me back. Hold uh-huh. me back. Wow. <laughs> the king said, what have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? Because he curses and because Yahweh has said to him, curse David, who then shall say, why have you done so? Okay, Jace, can you translate this for me? I'm now lost. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happening. <sighs> It's not going to get a lot better. So Abishai, this is the message. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said, This mangy dog can't insult my master, the king, this way. Let me go over and cut off his head. But the king said, Why are you sons of Zeruiah always interfering and getting in the way? If he's cursing, it's because God told him curse David. So who dares raise questions? So it's kind of a like God has a plan. It's in God's plan. I guess so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That isn't that okay. like most of this? Yeah. God yeah. has a plan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So David's still talking though. I yes. see from the quotes in the, in the message. Yes, he's going to keep going. David said. He might to, clarify. <laughs> David said to Abishai and to all his servants, "Behold, my son, who came forth from my bowels, <laughs> seeks my life." Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so know that's where babies came from, but yeah. maybe I've been getting yeah, it wrong. The all grasp these years. on anatomy at this time is whew, a little yeah. interpretive. <laughs> How much more may this Benjamite now do it? Let him alone and let him curse, for Yahweh has invited him. It may be that Yahweh will look on the wrong done to me, and that Yahweh will requite me good for his cursing of me this day. <laughs> So I think David's okay. kind of like, we're taking the high road, you know, when they go low, yeah. they go high. Cool. I do. I actually Classic. do appreciate that, that, that maybe this is kind of a moment where David's maybe learning some humility because mm. we feel like he was getting a little big for his britches before and mm. doing all sorts of shitty stuff. Yeah. So I, I do want to read you this bit in the message here. Um, so he says the thing about like, right now, my own son, my own flesh and bone is right now trying to kill me. So nothing Compared about battles. Yeah, nothing about bowels. Compared to that, this Benjamite is small potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't bother with him. Let him curse. He's preaching God's word to me. And who knows? Maybe God will see the trouble I'm in today and exchange the curses for something good. Hmm. Maybe for some small potatoes. Tasty. Smallest potatoes. So, David and his men went by the way, and Shimmy went along on the hillside over against him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and cast dust. (laughs) Just (laughs) (laughs) anything you can grab. Heckling him him the whole way. (laughs) The king and all the people who were with him came weary, and he refreshed himself there. Absalom. Dust off of himself. Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. 
It happened when Hushai the Archite, David's friend, was come to Absalom, that Hushai said to Absalom, Long live the king! Long live the king! Absalom said to Hushai, Is this your kindness to your friend? Why didn't you go with your friend? Hushai said to Absalom, No, but whom Yahweh and this people and all the men of Israel have chosen, his will I be, and with him will I abide. So Hushai's kind of trying to make the argument like, no, I'm just going to go with the winning side. Uh, yeah, Absalom's I, like, you're good friends with David. Why aren't you with him? Is this like, well, who's on the winning side now? I guess Absalom. Uh, Absalom. It seems to be okay. what it looks like anyway. I think that's pretty clear. That's pretty clear Absalom's on the winning side at this moment, at least. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. still, okay, right? Hushai is still what, talking. Do you, wait, Emily, do you, why are you making that face? How do you disagree with that? He's uh, the king. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought David was the king. He no, is, Absalom took over. But now Absalom oh. has staged a coup. And it worked. And David ran off into hiding with all his people. I thought he was just the running, but he was still the king. No? He's just oh. taking a jog. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm done being king. Okay, that's fine. Got it. Got it. I, I didn't, I missed that somehow. <laughs> But thank you for telling me. Well, yeah, I mean, Absalom's taken over Jerusalem. So, like, yes, maybe David is still the king. But there's still some a fact. Yeah, there's still a faction that's loyal to David. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. But but he's not the one who's like in the capital sitting in the Oval Office, you know? In the throne. In the room. throne room. Mm-hmm, he's not okay. on the Iron Throne right now. Absalom mm-hmm. is. Okay. It's Cersei and not Bran? <laughs> Anyone else. Okay. <laughs> like, Hushai is still speaking. Yep. He's still giving his excuses yep. to Absalom. Mm, mm, mm. Again, whom should I serve? Shouldn't I serve in the presence of his son? As I have served in your father's presence, so will I be in your presence. Then said Absalom to Ahithophel, give your counsel what we shall do. Now remember, Ahithophel is the spy for Absalom. David. No, Hushai is the spy for David. Ahithophel is Absalom's spy. Uh, so I'm actually Thank not you. so sure. I'm not so sure that Ahithophel is actually a spy, but more just he's someone who sided with Absalom because okay. he's here with Absalom. He's not That's true. with David's people like we thought. Okay, I'm very close to ending this chapter. Please end <laughs> okay. it, my lord. All right. <laughs> Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines that he has left to keep the house, and all Israel will hear that you are abhorred of your father. Then will the hands of all who are with you be strong. So they spread. Oh, I do remember this story now. It's coming back to me. Not from my childhood, because this is not a childhood kind of story. Okay. So they spread Absalom a tent on the top of the house. And Absalom went in to his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he do it with all 10 concubines on the roof so that everyone could see? Yes. Yeah, public show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Making sure everyone knows that he's now... Is he just... So he's... It's like when a cat is dominating another cat and like sticking his face in the other cat's ass... That's what's happening Wait, right hold now. Hold on, hold on, Emily. What? What are you talking about? It's a show of dominance over 
the old king that he's doing the old king's concubines? Yes, but the cats and asses, what? Yeah, what? I mean, the cats... They're dominating each other. Who is who? But the cats are much less upsetting. No, I know it's not upsetting. I'm just trying to, like... (laughs) Okay, you're, like, you're disassociating. You're trying to imagine them as cats so that you don't have to think about the horrible, horrible thing that's happening right now in the story. Which is just saying it's it's a dominance thing. Yes, he's dominating. He's doing his father's concubines that were left behind to mind the house, and he's making sure everyone sees it so that everyone knows. How much he abhors his father. Yes. Yes. I have one last verse. Okay, just say it, just say it. The counsel of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if a man inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. Well, that cleared things up. No, it didn't. What? (laughs) At the end. (laughs) So, yeah, that last bit, I guess we didn't know this, but we're sort of getting some backstory (laughs) that Ahithophel is like very much, his counsel's taken very seriously. They said it's like as if an oracle had asked Yahweh and Yahweh said to do this. So I think this is maybe setting us up for what Hushai Hushai is going to try to compromise Ahithophel's uh, council, right? That's his mission is to like go and sort of screw up Ahithophel. He's trying to screw up his thing. So I think we're kind of setting that up, that Ahithophel is like so well-respected Okay, everyone will do what he says And always. so Husha is going to try to sabotage that. I think that's what we're setting up. Yeah. You think? Yeah. That was a lot. That was, that was a lot. lot. That was a lot well, of developments. Now I understand why they even like mentioned the concubines, because mm. they had to like circle back. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Had to set that up. Okay. Good storytelling. There's a lot of raping in the Bible. It's very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, okay, okay. When people were like, oh, I know this story. This is just me. It was just me. I definitely didn't learn this story as a child because it's, you know, way too sensitive material to explain to a child. I didn't really hear the story of of the fact that David's own son tried to overthrow him. I don't remember learning that. Yeah. I learned this story much later on. And I think it was part of a like, crazy stuff that's in the bible this whole like weird public raping thing that happened with david's concubines by his own son right yeah yeah and i guess the 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 thing that's always hard to understand with the bible is like okay if this were to happen the one thing that's hard to understand in the bible yeah one thing the the one one the one and only thing yeah is that if this were to happen in a movie or a tv show today it would be very clear to us, the audience, like, ah, the purpose of that is so that we know that Absalom is terrible and therefore anything that happens to him, we don't have to feel bad about. But in the Bible, I don't always know that that's what they're saying. And so that's, I I do think he is going to get his comeuppance since I don't remember a lot of stories about King Absalom being a great king and everything. So, so I don't know. It's just interesting that, that, they're setting up that story as if it were like that thing at the beginning of an episode of a TV show where the villain does just some horrible random thing that doesn't seem justified at all. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why did they do that? And it's like, oh, right, because the writers to- just needed to quickly get us on board with killing this person. Right. We need to shut off that empathy valve really quickly. Right. Interesting. Exactly. Okay. And Lisa in the chat is pointing out a good question, which is like, what are David's 89 other sons doing right now? 
hanging yeah, out. It is weird. Well, he's down to lives. 88 because his one son who raped Tamar is, oh, yeah. is dead. So That's true. Right. Well, right. but both of these sons are like not not great. Solomon has to save the day. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what we're setting. It's not up. a bad theory. So Solomon's not a bad theory. Finally gonna finally gonna get it right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Well, that was the thing. That was mm-hmm. exciting. Um yeah. I have no idea what's gonna happen next week, except for I'm assuming we'll reach some sort of maybe conclusion to this story. Maybe. Maybe. Or it'll just be a continuation. I do feel like the last couple episodes, maybe three episodes, have followed a nice sort of TV trajectory where we sort of wrap up the one story and then we start another one. And then the next one kind of wraps that up and then starts a new one. Mm -hmm. So it's it's actually not bad. Not bad. (laughs) So, you know, come back next week to tune in and, and get to find out what happens. How does this dastardly faux Absalom get his comeuppance. Tune in next week. Very beautiful boy. Very beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. Like so hot, but like super evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Super evil. Think like, uh, like Zachary, Zachary Quinto's character on heroes. Yes. Also Ben Barnes's character in, um, in Westworld and not preacher. What's the other one? The other no not Predator. The Predator? <laughs> no, not Predator. Maybe that it is starts a movie. with a P, and it's on Netflix, and it had two seasons. <laughs> ben Barnes was the bad guy in both of those. But yeah, totally mm, good looking yeah. and terrible. Yeah. All right. If you want to find out what happens, tune in. Same drunk time, same drunk channel <gasps> next week. We will see you here for the live show at drunkbiblestudy.com/live. Or you can catch it on your podcasting app on Wednesdays. Thank you all for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe, and then write us a nice review on iTunes or on Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Dedeker Winston, and me, Jace Lindgren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Yeah.